Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips with another solo show today. Jeff's still out for the week here, so I'm talking waiver wire pickups today. I'm going to go over some of my top waiver pickups for the week. And the way we do it around here is we go to the ESPN and we take players that are owned in 40% of leagues or less to make our recommendations because, you know, I mean, yeah, sure, there's some other better options out there than these guys, possibly under 40%, but most of those guys aren't really available for you. They're just not. So I'm going to go over the guys under 40% here in just a minute. But before I do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit. Follow us there. Follow us on Instagram as well at Instagram.com slash FantasyFootballProfit. Check out our YouTube page, YouTube.com slash FantasyFootballProfit. And you can always go support us as well on Patreon at Patreon.com slash FantasyFootballProfit. So I'm going to get into the list here really quick. And this shouldn't probably come as a surprise to anybody. Who I have number one on my list for the pickups for week two here is going to be Marquise Brown, Baltimore. Just a ridiculous game he put together there. But the the craziest thing, actually, with these numbers that he was able to put up is he only played 12 snaps, which was um kind of, uh, I don't know, I, I don't really know how to take that. You know, just the numbers were huge in a, a limited time. Does that mean they're going to give him more time? Is it just kind of a fluky situation? I mean, they're playing the, the Dolphins. They're probably not going to do that again. But, yeah, all that's probably true. But Brown looked really good he showed you know some signs that he can be a really good player so I think he's a hundred percent worth the pickup here he ended up with four catches 147 yards two touchdowns and in those 12 snaps that he played but it was a impressive um very impressive in the limited amount of work so he's going to be my number one waiver wire suggestion for this week in the 40 percent and under category and yeah, you're not going to probably replicate what he did against Miami. That's just going to be tough. But he's going to be involved. And yeah, you, this is a guy shouldn't he should be owned. He was only owned in 28.2% of ESPN leagues heading into week one. So that number is going to skyrocket for Brown as we get going here. And yeah, he's he is my number one for sure. The other ones here, some more wide receivers. You know, I have a really hard time with this one. I'm going to put John Ross here. And... um. John Ross is, man, we've been waiting for this for, you know, this is the third season now, waiting for a breakout, and it wasn't happening. He was hurt a lot, and I just can't say for sure. They can't, this this doesn't feel quite real yet. It was an odd game. They threw the ball a lot. Probably is not going to happen again like that. And he ended up with seven catches, 158 yards, two touchdowns. I kind of, I want to believe this though, actually. I, I mean, I think I've, I sound like a broken record on this show with, he was a top 10 draft pick. He was that for a reason. He's an extremely talented player. Why can't this be for real? He's a third year wide receiver. He's finally healthy. AJ Green's not there right now. John Ross has his chance. He's a better player than Tyler Boyd. I'm just sorry. He, I, okay. He's more talented than Tyler Boyd. I'm not saying he's, a, he's maybe not a better player right now. He hasn't been. But he has more potential to be a better player, to be a much more dynamic player than Tyler Boyd. 
I really like John Ross. I've been a John Ross fan. I want this to be real. He is 100%, again, worth a pickup. Put him on your bench. Probably not necessarily going to start him next week unless you're in a spot, you know, desperate situation. Maybe you need to. But, yeah, pick up John Ross. A lot of other people are being a little bit slower to this one and not necessarily, you know, wanting to believe it. But I'm going to. I'm going to I'm gonna buy in here. And, you know, I think it's going to be, be something for real. So let's go to my next waiver wire ad. It's going to be another wide receiver. Not There's a few running backs down on the list, but at the top of the list right now, it's all wide receivers. And this one's going to be John Brown, another name. We've talked about him many times before on on this show and again it's another player that we've saw you know a great season from him early on in his career in Arizona and he hasn't quite lived up to that since but he's going to be the number one here for Buffalo he ended up with seven catches 123 yards he got a touchdown you know if he can stay healthy and Buffalo's going to have to throw the ball around a lot it's just going to happen that way John Brown could have a really good season and I'm I pick him up put him on my put him on my team this is one that um it's just health a lot of these players it's health John Ross it's health John Brown it's Brown it's health but he has he has the talent to do it and this could be you know could be for real next up another wide receiver I'm gonna go with Terry McLaurin from Washington the rookie put up a great game in his first action in the NFL with five catches, 125 yards and a touchdown. He's definitely they I mean they released Josh Doxson to put McLaurin there as a starter. He's he's out there. Case Keenum looked surprisingly impressive. I I didn't quite expect that at all, but Case Keenum uh, you know, better than I guess we gave him credit for. And there really isn't anybody to throw the ball to there. I mean McLaurin why why can't he be the number one on this team? There there's just there's not the receivers there. Paul Richardson's out there, Trey Quinn. I mean, that's about it. There's just not a lot of options. Jordan Reed's, you know, Jordan Reed. He's out again this week. You know. Jared Vernon Davis is gonna get some, but yeah, Terry McLaurin. I, I pick him up. I'm um very intrigued by what he could pull off here, what he could do. Now, without Darius Geis for a bit, I don't think the offense really suffers too much. Adrian Peterson can step in. So if Case Keenum can play like he did, McLaurin's going to be a really good pickup. Next up, you know, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw Nicole Hardman here just because of the Tyreek Hill injury. It looks like it's going to be a lengthy one. Um, at least maybe five, six, seven weeks kind of a thing. Sammy Watkins looked great. He's going to, you know, get majority of the work it looks like now. Travis Kelsey will. But Hardman, he I could see them trying to get him involved now a little bit more with Tyreek Hill out. So this could be another um, interesting pickup. I'm not as, you know, sold on this, obviously. He didn't do anything week one. This is a more, you know, shot in the dark here. But could be worth an ad if you have that bench spot. Don't go picking him up right now if you actually have to release someone of value. So other than that, I'll, I'll take, a, take a chance there. I'll go over to, let's go to the tight end side. TJ Hawkinson in his first game in the NFL just put up ridiculous numbers. I think it was a record for receiving yards for a rookie tight end. He is going to be involved, I think, all year. I don't 
you know, he's just he's going to be. He had six for 131, one touchdown. He's ready. There's a reason why he was drafted in the top 10 by the Lions. They, I guess they kind of maybe knew what they were doing there. <laughs> Most Lions fans don't really believe they did. But, hey, Hawkinson's making it making them um, believe a little bit. So Hawkinson is worth the pickup, especially for anybody that waited on tight end and picked one late. I'd much rather have Hawkinson over the, you know, Jimmy Grahams or the Jack Doyles, Eric Ebrons, Kyle Rudolphs, those kind of players. If you waited, Greg Olson, if you picked one of those guys and waited, I'm going Hawkinson. Hawkinson over Austin Hooper for me as well, even. I'm going Hawkinson. Then uh, Darren Waller. I'll go with Darren Waller. I'm actually recording this during the Raiders-Broncos game going on. And uh, Waller's been targeted a lot early on. I think he's going to be involved in this offense, you know, all season. There's He's going to be a player to, you know, to keep um, <laughs> keep in mind and watch all season. He's going to have some really good games, I believe. And, again, it's another one of these, if you need a tight end, pick Waller. It could be, um, you know, I think you might have a good a good player here. Let's go running backs. I'll talk. There's these are still some backup running backs. Really, there isn't anything that's uh, guy's going to step into a role right now. There's no number one waiver wire pickup here. You're not going to waste your number one claim if you're playing in you know that type of system and picking up one of these guys, especially at running back. So my top one, you know what? A lot of people are going to pick Gio Bernard. He's on my list, but he's not my top pick. I think I'm going to go Alexander Madison as my top running back, and. The fact is, it's just the Vikings, I believe, are going to be able to run the ball no matter what this year. Cook looked great, but Madison looked pretty good as well when he had the shot. Now, this is completely just a, you know, if Cook went down type situation, Madison will become a very good option. So he needs to be owned in every league right now. He was 13.4% owned. I think he's one of the better handcuffs you could have right now. So pick up Alexander Madison. And then I'll go to another handcuff, which, again, I'm not the biggest fan of handcuffing players all the time, but Malcolm Brown looks to be the clear guy behind Gurley right now. He's only owned at 6.5% of leagues. He definitely was he was well ahead of Daryl Henderson, and he looked pretty decent. So if Gurley is to go down completely at some point, which, you know, there's the risk there with that knee, I think Malcolm Brown steps in and does a good job. So go pick up Malcolm Brown. And then uh, Gio Bernard. You might as well take Gio Bernard here with uh, Joe Mixon's injury. Doesn't look like it's going to be too serious. It's even where he could possibly play this week if he doesn't. Gio's a, a decent pickup. I mean, we've seen this from Gio Bernard a lot in the past. And he's he's been able to play well at times. He disappoints at others. But, you know, it's... um. If you're needing a running back for the week, he can you can use him. He's he's going to be a fine play. Another guy, Carlos Hyde here. He just makes our list at thirty nine point four percent. There's some other guys. If you're thinking like Ronald Jones or players like that, Ronald Jones might be ahead of him for me, but he's over the threshold of forty percent. So Carlos Hyde, thirty nine point four percent. He was able to get ten carries in his first game tonight, but he turned that ten carries into eighty three yards. Looks pretty good there. We'll see if that increases as he goes along. You know, he's still only been there for just a couple weeks. If I mean, he just was traded there not too long ago. So I think he's going to become more involved. And, you know, he surprisingly looked pretty good. I, I honestly can't say I expected that from Carlos Hyde. I really wasn't expecting much. But, hey, he uh, looked pretty decent. So we'll see if that can continue. And how about 
I'll go Chris Thompson. Chris Thompson, Washington, with the word that Darius Geis is out. I mean, this doesn't really change that. Peterson will step into the Geis role, but Thompson's involved. This Maybe this is more for PPR purposes. He only had three carries for 10 yards, but he did get seven catches for 68. He's back to his old role he had, you know, previously a couple years ago, and he's a very good PPR option here. If he's going to get this seven ga- seven catches a game, I mean, that's a, that's a great player to plug into your lineup and going to get some decent points. He's going to catch the ball every week. And I don't know, that's probably all I got for waiver. Maybe, maybe Danny Amendola's down there. He played well for Detroit. I I just don't think that's a thing. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't waste any really pick up on him unless you're, I mean, desperate, I guess. I, I just, I, yeah, not gonna, not gonna go for that one. AJ Brown from Tennessee looked pretty decent, but then again, that was only three catches did turn into hundred yards. Well, um, you got to see a little more from that. You got some, uh, Devin Funches is out now with a broken collarbone for the Colts. So maybe Dion Kane or Paris Campbell steps up. It's another one to just watch. Wouldn't go necessarily looking to pick them up right now, but this it could turn into something. Once again, we're brought to you by my bookie again today. Thanks to my bookie for jumping on board with us again this season. So, you know, week one of the NFL is almost done. Raiders Broncos still going, but I mean, if you're like me, it was awesome to have the NFL back. And you might want to get in on a little of the action there on, on betting on some of these games. Go to mybookie.com, use our promo code PROFIT, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, and get involved. They will double your first deposit, so this is the perfect time to get in there and do that. I mean, I'm kind of looking at <laughs> if it goes the way the first week went, you're going to go take uh, whoever's playing the Dolphins. You'll you'll give away all those points. doesn't matter. Who cares? And go and uh, bet the bet whoever's playing the Dolphins to beat them. So, like, this week we got Patriots, Dolphins. I mean... I don't care that the Dolphins are at home. You're going to probably take the Patriots no matter what here, right? I mean, they were just... Patriots looked amazing. Dolphins were the were terrible. But how about this point spread? What are we getting here? Um, What are we at? 14.5 points? And that's up to about 16.5 now, maybe? I don't think that's enough. I think uh, Dolphins can't, can't hang that close with the Patriots. So if you want to get involved with that... You know, maybe make some easy money there because who doesn't want that? Go to mybookie.com. Remember, enter the promo code PROFIT when you do that, and they'll double your first deposit. So make sure you get in on that as we head to week two of the NFL season. Well, all right, we've got a couple more games here to actually review that are getting done Monday night. And actually, before we get to the Monday night games, I don't know how this happened, but somehow I didn't even talk about the Jets last night when I was going through and uh, we were going over um, the recap of week won their Sunday action, somehow missed the Jets. And how I don't know how that's possible when the Le'Veon Bell is one of the biggest stories there is to talk about, right? And how was he going to look with in his first action, you know, since 2017? And you know what? I thought he looked pretty good, actually. The numbers maybe aren't as terribly impressive as you might want. Let's see here. So what he ended up with, 17 carries, 60 yards, only 3.5 yards per carry. But you know what? He looked good. He I, I really did think he looked good. And he got six catches, 32 yards. He got a touchdown there. For his first action back, I am I was happy with that, with what he did. I think he's only going to get better. So Le'Veon Bell should be, you know, fine. He's Le'Veon Bell. I'm, I'm not worried at all. I think it was a good first outing and showed what um, he should be capable of. But almost the bigger story here was Jamison Crowder. 
14 catches for 99 yards only, though. I think that was the first player in NFL history that had 14 catches and under 100 yards. So I guess that's impressive in its own right. But 17 targets? Man, this is going to be a just PPR monster if this continues. Standard is not not as much, only 9.9 points of standard. But in PPR, he's going to be a monster if this continues because he was it. It was him... It was him and Bell getting the catches. Robbie Anderson only had three for 23, just wasn't involved. And Quincy Anunwa, one for negative four, just not there at all. So got to see if this is something that continues with Jameson Crowder, if he's just going to keep getting all these catches. Sam Darnold, 28-41, 175 and a touchdown. Not great. Didn't completely, you know, hurt their chances at winning the game, but he needs to be better than that, you know, if he's going to live up to his, you know, draft status and how high he went and what people were expecting of him as you know when he was picked what third in the in the draft he should have been um you know people expecting big things from him we'll see if that you know didn't show it here in week one so game first game tonight saints texans what a game that was there saints go take the take the lead or give a get, take a six point lead there with under a minute left Texans drive right down the field, score a touchdown, and then the Saints come back and get the 58-yard field goal to win it. But both of these teams just showed how good their offenses are and how you know tough they're going to be all season. Deshaun Watson, 268 yards, three touchdowns, threw one pick, but he still looked really good. And DeAndre Hopkins just picked right back up where he left off. Eight catches, 111 yards, two touchdowns. Very, very impressive for DeAndre Hopkins. I guess what, I mean... Can't shouldn't expect anything less. Hopkins is great. He's gonna be great. There's a reason why he's ranked as the number one wide receiver. He's he's just that good. Will Fuller got two catches, 69 yards, one on a big 54 yard catch. Only three targets tonight, though. So not um I mean it's just all going to Hopkins. There just wasn't much else out there. Duke Johnson actually had the second most targets with five, and he caught four for 33. Carlos Hyde, actually, like I said earlier in the show, led the team in carrier, you know. Had 10 for 83, so he led the team in carries there. Duke Johnson had 9 for 57. Hyde, I think, is going to continue to, you know, maybe get more carries as we go here. He looked, I don't know if he's more impressive. Johnson was fine. 6.3 yards per carry. He was good, too. Um, I don't know how it's going to play out, but they're both going to be usable. But Johnson, not as much as we hoped. Maybe just like when Lamar Miller went down, what we thought Johnson could be there. Was we were extremely excited about that. I mean, yeah, he's still at 90 total yards today, but I would like to see a little bit more volume on the Saints side of things. Drew Brees, shaky, maybe a little bit of a shaky start, I guess, but hey, he's still Drew Brees and he turned it into a great day with 370 yards, two touchdowns. He threw 10 of those to Michael Thomas, 10 for 123. No touchdowns for Thomas today, but hey, even when he can't get a touchdown, he's going to be extremely impressive out there. And Ted Ginn, 7 for 101. I mean, didn't really necessarily see that coming, but great game for Ginn. On the ground, Alvin Kamara gets 13 carries, turns it into 97 yards. Just That's what he does. His yards per carry is great, as, as always. But again, still, he's not getting the huge carry volume, and I don't think he ever will. That's just not what Alvin Kamara is, but he doesn't need that to be a great fantasy player. So it's like he turns it into 97 yards on the ground, caught seven balls for 72 yards. It's just what Alvin Kamara is just that good. He doesn't need a huge volume there running the ball, and he's going to be an impressive player every week. Latavius Murray gets the touchdown, six carries, 43 yards. 
if you were a Latavius Murray guy and started him, you know, you would have hoped for some more carries, but he got the touchdown to make your day, you know, decent. Uh, I know Jeff was happy with that touchdown at least, but he would like to see some more carries too. But overall, good game for Kamara. Murray, decent. Thomas, again. Jared Cook did his uh, Jared Cook thing. Two for 37. So now I guess we expect next week for him to blow up and have a huge game. But this is the problem with Jared Cook. And this is why we were not, you know, buying into it so much. Is he's going to have these two for 37s. It's just going to happen with him. And it does all the time. So it's hard to hard to buy in. And I, I man, it's so up and down. I, I just never can trust it. And I don't, I don't want Jared Cook as my tight end because of it. I just don't. And this is another example of that. So Raiders and Broncos just wrapped up final game of week one of the NFL season. Raiders get the 24-16 win. Derek Carr was extremely efficient today. Good game for him. 22 for 26. 259 in a touchdown. Not, necessarily, not like a huge fantasy game, but just a good game overall. Josh Jacobs loved what I saw there. There. Only, yeah, only 3.7 yards per carry, but he had 23 carries, 85 yards, one catch for 28 yards, got two touchdowns on the ground. They're just going to feed him the ball. That's the thing I love about that. They're just going to keep, it looks like they're going to keep giving Josh Jacobs the ball. And, man, if that's the case, he's going to be a really good fantasy option week to week. Tyrell Williams, now the number one for Oakland with uh, Antonio Brown moving on to New England. And Tyrell Williams, six catches, 105 yards and a touchdown. Looked really impressive, and shoot, he's he's their number one. It looks like this is going to be uh he's going to be a startable player every week. Darren Waller talked about him in the waiver wire segment. Ended up with seven catches, seventy yards. Uh, definitely worth an ad on the waiver wire if you haven't if you need yourself a tight end. Not much else fantasy wise there from the from the Raiders side of things. Over on the Broncos side, Cortland Sutton looked really impressive with. Seven catches, 120 yards. Uh, that was good to see from Cortland Sutton, a player that we've been hyping up. Well, I mean, more specifically, Jeff's been hyping up a lot. So that's great to see from Cortland Sutton. Sanders came back, five for 86 and a touchdown. I you know pretty solid game back coming from this, you know, from the injury. So it was good to see from Emmanuel Sanders on the ground. Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman just they split the work. It's it, it is just a split right now. Lindsey got more catches. He had four for 23, but on the ground, it was Lindsey with 11 carries for 43 yards. Freeman had 10 carries for 56 yards with a 26-yard carries as long there. Uh, yeah, it might just be split between the two of them for a, quite a while here. Um, don't know if anybody's going to break out from that. It might not be a great fantasy situation for anybody. Philip Lindsey definitely doesn't look like he's going to put up numbers he did last year. and eh, Disappointing for anybody that kept Lindsey around, but... Maybe, I just don't know. I don't think that one of these guys can be able to break through from this. But that's it. That's it for week one NFL games. We've uh, talked about all of them. If you want to hear about the games yes, yesterday, go check out the podcast that came out on Monday. You can hear all of our reaction to the games there. I'll be back tomorrow 